If you are under the age of 18 and are looking to improve your mental health, or if you're a parent of a child or teenager and want to support them even better, then this podcast might be for you. We are Cam's Grampian and this is Keep Cam's and Carry On. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Keep Cams and Carry On with me, your host, Dr. Tarika Gunarathna. I'm a consultant psychiatrist here at Cams, and this podcast is all about helping manage stress, tension and anxiety in tough times just that little bit better. And today I'm excited to introduce to you another special guest. She is one of the psychologists here at Cams, and probably our in-house exercise specialist. It is Dr. Annabelle Nichol. Annabelle, how are you? I'm really well, thank you, Tarika. How are you? Yeah, really well, thank you. It's good to speak to you. Annabelle, for those who haven't met you yet, in a nutshell, could you say a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do for your patients here at CAMS? Sure. I am a psychology practitioner here at NHS Grampian. I work with children and young people, and I also work alongside their families and other organisations to help support their mental health and well-being. Many moons ago, I completed my fitness instructor training and I worked in a university gym where I helped lots of different people, uh, lots of different ages to help them make uh, exercise plans just for them based on things that they could already do and on their goals. So the things that they wanted to be able to do in the future. So exercise is just a real personal passion of mine. I can tell, even just from the way that you're talking about it, you're just lighting up, which is just wonderful. <laughs> okay, so we're recording this at the time of the COVID crisis, and many children and teenagers and families are spending lots more time than they usually do in their daily life with each other. We're talking about exercise today. Before we get into those top tips on keeping fit and healthy, what is it that you are so passionate about this field? What do you love about sharing all things exercise and well-being with kids and teenagers. Well, I'm just so pleased to be doing this podcast with you today to talk about exercise because so often we think about exercise as being really important for our physical health, but actually it's so important for our emotional well-being as well. And like you've said, given the, the unusual situation that we're in right now with us being asked to stay indoors, I'm just really hoping that some of this information that we talk about today will help people to find ways that they can use exercise to manage their well-being starting right now from their own homes. Sounds really, really good. Sounds very motivational. Can't wait to get into it. But first, this. Please remember that this podcast is not a substitute for face-to-face medical advice. Please also remember that this content may or may not fit to your specific circumstances. If you're concerned about your mental health and feel that you require professional input, then please reach out to your GP in the first instance. NHS 24 is also available out with your GP hours. Okay, so top tips on exercise and keeping mentally and physically healthy. Annabelle, over to you. 
Great. Um, so firstly, I'd like to just start by saying, what do I mean when I'm talking about exercise? Exercise can mean different things to different people, but basically exercise is when you work your body harder than when you're resting. So for anyone who thinks they don't exercise, if you're moving around or even doing some purposeful stretching in a way that makes your heart beat a bit faster or your muscles work a bit harder than when you are resting, then you're already exercising. And today I'd just like to talk to you about all the fun ways that you can start doing this from home. I think that's a really great mind shift already, Annabelle, because there are some people listening in that think, well, I don't do any exercise. But the truth is, you probably are doing a little bit more exercise than you think. Even that walk up the stairs or um, the, the, the walk around the house, lifting things, people are exercising to an extent already. So that's a really great mind shift. Yeah, absolutely. All those little things you do, uh, picking up your room, tidying up, um, walking the dog, anything like that. You know, people don't think of it as necessarily being exercise, but all these little things you're doing, you know, you're moving about and you're um, working your muscles. So, yeah, you're already exercising. Good, good. So what top tips have you got in store for some of the kids and teenagers to improve their, their exercise life? Okay, so I think if we want to start off with um, very young children, um, a really good way of introducing them to exercise is just by playing physical games with them. If you can set aside half an hour uh, at some point in your day to do some games that get them moving and incorporate some fun into that routine, then you're setting them up with a really great attitude so that they'll start to see exercise as something really enjoyable and they'll look forward to doing it. Um, so things that you could do from home are if you have the space in your house or you have a garden, animal races are a really good treat. Get them to crouch down and walk sideways like a crab, walking on all fours like a bear, hop like a bunny, crouch down and jump as far as they can like a frog, waddle like a duck or be a starfish by doing some star jumps. If you don't have so much space, um, there's the Runaway from the Monster game, which is basically just kind of a jazzed up game of um, of chase. So tell them you're going to catch them, uh, follow them around really slowly, give them a roar and just watch them running about, hopefully squealing with delight. Games with uh, actions for them to copy, such as Follow the Leader, Simon Says, um, songs that have actions along with them, such as the Superman song. Uh, you can find that on YouTube and you can lead them through it or they can play this with siblings. You can incorporate objects into the play. So if you've got a ball, you can play throw and catch with them. And you can even set up your own inventive carnival games. So um, having things like objects that they've got to knock down with the ball or a target that they've got to hit. If you have items like balloons or bubbles, you can play the balloon game. So they have to keep the balloon in the air. It's not allowed to touch the ground um, or getting them to pop all the bubbles before they hit the floor. If you don't have these sorts of items, um, you can just set up your own imaginative games. Um, a good one is avoid the sharks. So your floors become a shark filled ocean or uh, a pool of molten lava. You create some safe spots, for example, using towels or cushions and the child's got to jump onto uh, one to the the next one, you know, if you touch the floor, you're in the shark infested water. Um, popcorn push-ups are another good one. Get a little bowl of popcorn or whatever snack that you prefer. And each time that they push down onto the floor, you've got to try and grab a bit with their tongue. No hands allowed. 
Um, if you've got masking tape, you could set up a hopscotch square on your kitchen or hall floor or personal favourite. Just stick on their favourite music and get them to just dance. <laughs> Annabelle, to them. <laughs> Annabelle, you are brimming with ideas. I, I think that if you were to organise a kid's birthday party, there would not be a dull <laughs> moment. Annabelle, what, I, what, what, what I'm really enjoying about listening to this is that there's actually so much that can be done at home when it comes to exercise that doesn't have to be the traditional now go do 50 push-ups or run on the spot or that kind of traditional which actually let's face it is still great but um you're actually talking about ways to actually boost family connection at the same time yeah totally um so things right now because everybody is at home and we might not be able to see our friends or family members as much having something um that's a fun game or something that is um a bit of exercise that the family can do together is a really good way of getting parents and children involved and it's a really positive activity that you can do with the family so it's something that people look forward to and all of these uh, emotional benefits that you're going to feel from doing it, boosting that connection together is just a really nice way to spend time together instead of, um, you know, the ways that we're used to. And even something as simple as parents saying to their kids, guys, we're going to have some dancing time right now. So mm. we just whack on like some favorite family tracks and we're dancing and you can turn that into musical statues or whatever. But um, uh, I, I think it's it's really um, um, it's accessible, isn't it? It's something that you can yeah. you can do at home. Um, and I, I also you came up with some ideas that really stimulate a child's imagination, like the 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 animal game. Can you talk a little bit more about the animal game? That really caught my caught my ear. Sure. Um, so I think these uh, the animal game. It's something that's fun, but it also um, it's incorporating incorporating loads of different things um, that we would hope that our children would uh, develop over time. So things like coordination. So having, if you're walking like a crab, then you're having to move, you know, your left and right foot, um, left foot at the same time as your left hand, your right foot at the same time as your right hand. Um, if you're throwing a ball about or something, you're developing that uh, coordination as well. So um, when you're crouching down to do the frog jumps, you're squatting, so you're building up those muscles. So it's really just about building um, all sorts of different physical and mental attributes um, while you're having fun. So it's multimodal development, isn't it? I mean, mm. we're developing not just cardiovascular fitness, i.e. not just how healthy you are from a heart and lungs capacity point of view, but we're developing relationships, we're developing imagination, we're developing coordination, we're developing understanding, curiosity. It's great. It's great. It's great. Um, Annabelle, what are your top tips for parents out there to get some of this going, to get some of these game ideas, these exercise game ideas into action? Because right now, I think that parents are finding themselves in a very, very novel position. Many of them are working from home, or at the very least, they're full-timing as parents at home with their kids, and they're homeschooling, and there's a lot going on. How do we give parents out there a top starter tip so it doesn't feel overwhelming it feels very accessible and it can actually help at home any thoughts on that um I think a tip 
um, for how to fit that into uh, an already busy schedule, especially when parents are working from home, is to set a time um, each day to do it and to let the child know when that's going to be. Because if it's maybe at the end of your working day, then, yeah, they might be coming to you and going, when are we doing this? Um, so if you let them know at the beginning of the day what time you've set aside for that, maybe even give them um, a job to do. So you say, right, we're going to do the animal races at seven o'clock. Um, why don't you go away and, um, you know, set it up for us? Or why don't you go away and think of a game that you'd like to play? So it's keeping them busy. It's getting them motivated for doing this, being excited for it. Um, or possibly even you might want to do it um, first thing in the morning when you all get up before you actually start work so that you can burn a bit of that energy off before um, you're sending them off to, to do their own thing. Um, so it's really just about finding a good place in your family's um, routine where it's going to fit best and just making sure that they know it's coming so that they can go away and um, and sit and wait for that without kind of asking you all the time when that's coming up. So yeah, just, just basically scheduling it in a little bit, I think, is probably the best way of getting around that. Let's talk a little bit about mind-body connection then, because exercise is a form of mental well-being therapy. Um, how does this affect our mood, our stress levels, our anxiety? And let's just keep the conversation on little children and families. Thoughts on that? Okay. Um, well, I think we all know that exercise benefits um, every part of our body, but that also includes our brain. So a way that uh, I like to explain it to younger children is, you know, if you're feeling a bit down or feeling a bit stressed and someone had a magic potion to give you and you could drink it and feel better, then that's kind of what exercise is like. So if you're feeling a bit stressed, you're feeling a bit worried, um, when you exercise, your brain releases that magic potion into your body um, full of feel-good chemicals that make you feel happier. Um, so when people are feeling... Um, feeling a bit low, so maybe they're a bit sad about being inside, um, sometimes that can really zap your energy. So when you exercise, your body's delivering more oxygen, more nutrients around your body and releasing those hormones that make you feel happy. And that's what gives you the energy. So quite often when people are feeling a bit not in the mood, that can prevent them from, from working out or doing any exercise when actually it kind of works the other way around. When you're in a place where you're feeling a bit of low mood and you exercise, that's how you get out of the mood. So instead of waiting for that moment when you feel good enough to do it, actually doing it comes first and then you're going to feel better. Um, I think as well for situations where people are feeling worried or anxious, when we're worrying, our brains get a bit stuck. They get a bit focused on things that we're worrying about. But when you're exercising, your mind is so focused on being in the present, being in that moment on what you're doing, that that focus shifts away from being able to focus on your worries. It's really hard to think of worries when you're trying to do a tricky dance routine or you're trying to throw a ball at a target. So it's something that is just a really good mental distraction and keeps you from thinking about those things. Um, also, the impact that it has on sleep right now when you are in um, a confined space and you're seeing, you know, the same four walls and um, 
we're not getting as much um, moving about or as much sunlight maybe as we're used to. And that can really affect people's sleep, which in turn then affects their mood. So when you put in a little bit of exercise a day, um, that's helping your body to unwind a little bit and that will promote a better sleep, um, which then again is going to make you feel better. Okay, so exercise doesn't just benefit your body, but it benefits your mind. It benefits your mood, your stress levels, even your sleep. It's a really good regulator. Yeah, absolutely. And um, just to put a bow on this then, Annabelle, um, we're saying that scheduling exercise uh, helps it happen. Um, it helps it uh, to be a bit more predictable in the family home, um, that kids can be involved in the making and the creating of the routine. And of yeah. course, we can do so much at home with just a little bit of imagination, creativity and, mm -hmm. and family interaction. Annabelle, this has been really great. I think this is offering lots of value for our listeners. We've kept our conversation mainly to young kids. Will you come back to do another podcast on the teenage population? I would love to come back and do another podcast for the, the older children. Yes, please. Okay, well, let's do that. So, folks, for you listening in, that was Dr. Annabelle Nicholl. Annabelle, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. So there you have it. There are some top tips on exercise, particularly exercise that can be done in a very fun, creative way for little kids. So for parents listening in, I hope that this has been of some value to you, that you'd be able to implement some of what you've heard. As always, we do consider everyone listening in. And just a note on if your children have physical conditions that in some way mean that you have to adapt what you do, then please be mindful of that. And if in any doubt, always seek professional medical advice before engaging in any exercise. So there you have it. The mind-body connection and well-being being boosted by exercise. We hope that this has been valuable for you. So until next time, keep calms and carry on, and I will speak to you again soon. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Keep Calms and Carry On. For more content like this, why not subscribe to our podcast or check out our website at camsgrampian.org.